0: We are currently moving through our series in Lent on Lazarus. We have done five weeks on one chapter in the Bible. Next week, we're going to wrap it up on Easter. And uh, the sisters of Lazarus, Martha and Mary, they sent word to Jesus that their brother Lazarus was sick. However, Jesus stayed where he was for two days. He said, this will not end in death. By the time he got back to Bethany, Lazarus had been dead for four days. Both Mary and Martha expressed their sheer disappointment in Jesus. However, they also had faith that Jesus could do something. Jesus being so intertwined with these people and us, he cried cried right alongside them. He felt their emotions, even though he knew he was going to go and wake Lazarus up. Today turns our attention to Mary and Martha and their faith. They had a little bit of unbelief and a little bit of belief. Mary and Martha are just like us. Let us go into our scripture, John chapter 11, 38 through 40. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? As most of you know, I like to run. Each year, Nikki and I run the Pittsburgh Half Marathon. We train and we, we try to get into better shape. Several of years ago... I actually was training a little harder than normal. I, I lost a little bit of weight. My, my, my times were getting a little bit faster. And um, now I run and, and I've run a bunch of marathons. I've run four full marathons and, and about four half marathons. And however, when I run these things, you know, there's people that stand up in the front and they, they, they kind of elbow in to get to the front because they want to win this race. I go all the way to the back. I don't really care that much about my time. Uh, maybe in the middle or so, but, but yeah, I'm not up there in the front. Um, two years ago, when, when we ran in that half marathon, there was something interesting going on. It was the National Half Marathon, ha- half marathon Championship. So it was actually getting some... Uh, some national attention this Pittsburgh half marathon because all of these runners came from all over the country to run this race. It was a championship race. And then there was the other people, like me, and we got off and and we we ran and and I started getting, uh, I got a text from someone and it said that the winner of the marathon, the half marathon, his name was Chris Derek. Chris Derrick. Derek spelled with two R's, my name is spelled with one R, and then no S, when I have an S at the end. Now, what do you do when someone has the exact same name as you and wins something that significant? Of course, you mess with people, right? That's what you would do, that's what I did. So I went on Facebook and I posted, hey look, I just won the National Half Marathon. And it, it was a picture, it was a far away picture of this guy coming across the, the uh, finish line and it said Chris Derrick wins the marathon. I mean, who wouldn't do that? You would. And these are the responses I got after that race. Someone said, this is awesome. Angie Gordon said, I thought that was you, because it was on the news, by the way. Half of my family, get this, half of my family was more mad that they spelled our last name wrong than even being impressed that I just won a half marathon, which I didn't. But they were more mad that they spelled the name Derek's wrong. Um, my sister, who is a nurse practitioner, called my wife in a panic. She says, he looks emaciated. How much weight did he lose? My brother-in-law was golfing with all of his buddies, and he was on the course, and he yells out to all of his golf buddies, my brother-in-law just won the half marathon. It fooled a lot of people. I had a lot of fun with that one. However, some were not fooled. I had one friend post and said, oh, an hour and two minutes, which, by the way, was an hour shorter of mine. That guy came in, yes, he beat me by an hour. Uh, I doubled his time. Anyway, um, he said, an hour and two minutes? How come you couldn't break an hour? Uh, I didn't break an hour. I didn't break an hour and two minutes. I didn't break an hour and a half. Didn't fool everybody. When it comes to anything in life, a lot of us sit on the belief fence. Sometimes we believe, and sometimes we don't believe. Or sometimes we believe and we don't believe. Everything in life with us has belief and unbelief. After wiping his tears away, Jesus demanded that the stone in front of the tomb be rolled away. The sisters who were really hoping for Jesus, that he would do something, just said, Jesus, you can't roll the, tomb, the, the stone away. He's been in there for four days. It's going to smell because his body is decomposing. I mean, who would want to experience the death of their brother again? They laid their brother to rest. They rolled the stone in front. They left them there. They're now trying to move on. They don't want to experience that again. They said, Jesus, we don't want to experience that again. Don't roll that stone away. They had a little bit of unbelief that Jesus was able to do anything with their brother. Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? You know, we do this thing when we read the Bible. We often step back. And when Jesus corrects somebody, we say, Yeah, Jesus, how could they they not believe that Jesus is going to do this? How could you question Jesus and what he's going to do? And so we stand like on the side of Jesus saying, Yeah, 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 yeah. But the way the Bible is actually written is we are these people. We are Mary and Martha that don't want the stone to be rolled away because we don't believe that Jesus can actually do anything. The reality is that you and I are Martha and Mary. Sometimes we believe and other times We do not believe. My friend Steve, who did a series on this, said it in this really neat way, and and I loved it. Uh, The beauty of this story is that the miracle of life is not dependent on the faith of those sisters. Jesus' ability to raise Lazarus has nothing to do with Mary and Martha's faith that Jesus can do it. It's all about their ability to see God's glory in it. Your faith is not what gets things done. Your faith is what makes you see all the things that God is doing around you. You and I do not have the kind of faith that is just going to tell God to do things. Like, God, I want you to do this. Do this. That's not what faith is about we cannot just say god stop the horrible things around us going on in the world right now stop them you see when you try to base things on your faith like that and then it doesn't happen well then you become more of an unbeliever faith is different than that jesus says your faith will make god's glory revealed to you I was watching the news when I was writing this sermon, and I know that is a bad idea. However, who isn't staying a little bit up on the news lately? However, in the midst of this crisis, with the numbers that keep going up, and it turns my stomach, and I know it turns yours, I saw something. I saw something that I needed to see. There was a picture of healthcare workers and they were on a plane flying into New York City. They were coming in from all over the country and they were celebrating, celebrating the fact that they were going in to go help. Then there's news that plants are shutting down their businesses of the things that they're doing to make money and they're now making ventilators to save people's lives. There's news of people turning big event centers and stadiums into places that are now going to treat people with this sickness. Then I saw scientists that are working across borders, across languages, not caring if their countries are at odds they are sharing information to beat and find a cure for this virus and they're not caring who gets the credit because normally they would take all this time to say okay I, i i i created this they're literally just sharing what they found that day saying maybe you could use this isn't that amazing there are people in their homes sewing Masks for healthcare workers, just doing what they can in their space at that time with what they have. There are families that, instead of sitting at home and, and watching Netflix, are going out, finding people that should not be leaving their homes, going get food for them, and bringing it to their houses. Over and over and over, I keep seeing these things. And it's amazing. There's belief, and then there's unbelief. Faith in Jesus is putting your hope and your trust that he is going to do miracles without us. He doesn't need our small faith to do miracles. Faith is stepping back and noticing that God is doing something all around us without us. But he's using us. In the meantime, a nation that was once at odds, and I get it, we still are kind of at odds, but people are not caring with who voted for who. They are just going and stepping out and helping their neighbor. There's something amazing going on around us. Look at what is going on in the midst of terrible pain. Jesus is here. He is doing things with or without our faith. Jesus said, didn't I tell you that if you believed that you would see the glory of God all around you? See, I always thought it was the faith of Martha and Mary that woke Lazarus up. But the true agent was always Jesus. Jesus is doing miracles all around us. Do you have the faith to see it? Let us open up our eyes and notice the things that are going on around us. Faith gives us the ability to see that there is something amazing because jesus said didn't i tell you that if you had faith god's glory would be revealed something is going on that is way bigger than us do you believe